0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Kelly Chia, Deputy Head of Research Asia here at Band Julius Baer and welcome to our weekly podcast. In about five minutes, we're going to lay out why markets could be shaky in the short term, but higher in the long term. First, let's review last week. U.S. stocks didn't do much last week as investors were waiting to see how inflation was panning out in the U.S. The data finally pointed to a small rise in inflation, but markets honestly just shrugged it off because underlying trends suggest that it's going to keep heading lower to the Fed's 2% target. Well, all this means that expectations for rate cuts are cemented into expectations now and this should be supportive for equity prices, as long as the U.S. economy avoids a recession in the later part of the year. Here at Julius Baer, we've been holding on to that view that the U.S. will avoid a recession since 2023. Well, the market consensus has finally caught up with us. Here in Asia, the Japanese market had a roaring performance last week with the main Nikkei index now up 7-odd percent as we speak. This makes it the best performing market year to date. It was driven by a more dervish Bank of Japan and funds from China that are finally giving up on Chinese stocks and coming into Japan. So how should we position for the week ahead and beyond? Like we clearly stated in our title, we think there are likely going to be some shakes in the near term for the market. Well, the most important reason that we found is that broker data we've analyzed showed that positioning by funds driven by algorithms both in the US as well as globally seem really bullish coming into this year, which is 2024. In fact, they're positioned around the same levels as at the end of 2021, where markets saw their previous highs. Well, if they start selling and these funds usually sell all at once, the market can be pulled down. Secondly. Valuations are undeniably quite high. This is in what we call the equity risk premium, where it's at its lowest since 2004. In general, the lower this risk premium, the lower the anticipated future returns. This means that stock picking becomes even more important as the overall index returns are probably going to be a little bit more muted this year. Finally, the US GDP growth for the fourth quarter is likely to be much lower than what they recorded in the third quarter. So we're going to expect to see some negative headline news on a lot of Newswire, CNBC, Bloomberg on poor growth. But we take comfort that lagging economic data is generally uncorrelated to stock markets. Unless, of course, they indicate a serious recession. Well, that's basically it for the near-term bad news. And here are reasons specifically three, that investors can look past that and look to a more positive future. First, and probably most important, central banks like the Fed will be cutting rates sooner than later. Investors in general are expecting the Fed to cut rates in May 2024. With this, high interest rates, which have historically been a cap for stocks, are going to glide down. This is also capping the 10 year US treasury yields from rising further. And this is usually positive for stocks. Secondly, the S&P 500 is past its earnings recession. What this means is that overall, the corporate earnings for large caps has resumed growing in the last quarter after registering declines for the previous three quarters, which is the last quarter of 2022 and the first half of 2023. This resumption of earnings growth will usually help stocks go up. Finally, history is on our side. When the gains are strong, they typically carry on into the next year, barring, of course, any large external shocks. Analysis going back to 1950 show that years following a gain of 20% or more have seen the S&P 500 rise on average 10%. That compares to an average of 9.3% annual return, a little bit lower. Such years are also more frequently positive, with the market ending the year up 80% of the time versus about 73% overall. As they say, momentum begets more momentum. So let's sum up. This week is an important one with the earnings season of the fourth quarter of 2023 kicking off. We should see companies resuming their growth profile. So we're also getting closer to the time when the Fed will be cutting rates. In the short term, over-positioning by algorithm-driven funds may cause some consolidation in the market. But we think this is a great opportunity to accumulate quality stocks. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks to all listeners for tuning in. This is Kelly. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye.
0: You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast Constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com/legal/podcasts for further important legal information.